Welcome everyone to the ADG Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Jacob. And we have a great brand new show for you this week. We have our first ever interview. Uh, we have a great musical guest uh, joining us on the podcast today. Uh, talk about her singing songwriting career. Plus, we have all your old favorites, headlines, top five, garbage person of the week, all that and more. Jacob, sir, how are you today? I'm doing well, Darren. How are you? I'm doing just dandy. Awesome. So, uh, so there's, some, there's some crazy stuff happening on uh, <laughs> online, and we, we we keep sending each other some of these crazy stories, and I don't even want to talk about some of these. But you know oh, what? Yes. Hey, you know, Spice Girls are outdated. I don't even know why you're bringing this up to me right now. <laughs> I I'm, I'm leaving 1995 was... here, 96. <laughs> It, exactly, but it was like so shocking, like to actually have someone admit this. And if for for those of you who don't know, uh, the Spice Girls, uh, uh, obviously huge musical influence on the '90s. You know, being yeah, the first ever girl ago. group yep. to uh, to uh, uh, really take the world by storm. Uh, one of the Spice Girls, uh, Mel B, also known as Scary Spice, was on an interview with Piers Morgan. And they talked about, you know, her life in the Spice Girls, you know, her relationships with the with all with all the other uh, females in the, in the group. And she brought up an interesting point where she actually had it, uh, it was like a one night stand kind of thing with uh, her her fellow uh, uh, Spice Girl uh, uh, band member, uh, Jerry Hollowell, also known as uh, Ginger Spice. And and she admit this that they had a a, a brief lesbian uh, uh, one night stand fling, and if you were to tell me that back then, I wouldn't believe you. But like something like this, yeah, it's kind of believable. But like Jake, just like wrap your head around it. Like, it, no, it, I don't, it, I don't want to because <laughs> personally, right now, that's yeah. just trying to stay relevant. In the entertainment industry, he's like, "Oh, this happened 20 years ago." Yeah, exactly. Is this scandal? No. Does anybody <laughs> actually care? Not now. So it's just keeping yourself relevant. It, uh, I guess. On that, is, is she on that show? Um, America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent that nobody yeah. watches. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but like, but like that doesn't surprise me because about Melby, she's kind of the the wild one, so that. It doesn't really surprise me that she, uh, uh, you know, had a had a girl on girl thing with uh, with Ginger Spice. I I just thought it was kind of like bizarre that you would actually admit that, you know, you know. Well, yeah, publicly, again, it, it, it didn't just slip out. Okay, this no. didn't just slip out. And <laughs> this would have been more of a actual controversy if this was like twenty years ago. Exactly. So. Especially especially they are going to be set to be going back on tour so oh wow look at the timing of that news. exactly right so i don't know if she's gonna sing her love songs or it's <laughs> gonna be a constant thing throughout the tour oh, who knows what a controversy can't wait for those <laughs> questions during the tour. oh nobody cares. oh so yes yeah, so that was uh, that, that definitely gathered some uh attention uh when from that Darren. came out <laughs> yeah for me especially come on yeah come on you you, you gotta you got you gotta think like wow Something like that actually happens, and they admit it. Good for them. Good for them. Yep. Nothing yeah. like publicity. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Any, There's no such thing as bad publicity. That's right. That's right. So. And we'll get into more bad publicity later on in sports today. <laughs> I got some cooking. Oh, great. <laughs> but uh, talking about publicity, mm. uh, you have more news that came out one of our movies that you and I are actually oh yes for, uh, for release yeah and that's endgame yes avengers endgame slated mm. to come out april 28th i believe that's the, the that's release date and so i'm thinking you're working for that one i don't know yeah i know i gotta I, I gotta i gotta double check that but i'm thinking it's towards the end of april i'm sure everyone will correct me if i'm wrong uh they announced the runtime for this movie and it's it it clocks in at three hours and two minutes, making it the longest-running Marvel movie in Marvel Universe history. It's not bad. So, Jake, three hours and two minutes, is it long mm-hmm. enough? Is it still short? Well, is it still? Like, I'd like to see I, it about I, three and a half hours. How long, 
yeah, ideally, how long do you want this movie to be? Oh, three and a half hours for all the things that need to happen in it. Yeah. The amount of characters, right. the story development. I was hoping three and a half hours. And people are probably freaking out, like, oh, my God, like, I need a break in the middle. No, it's a movie. <laughs> if you're going to see that movie, you're expecting it to be, um, you know, really long with a lot of storytelling and a lot of mm-hmm. things happening in it. It has to be full of um, story development and things like that. And it's not really, if you look at it, not really that long of a movie. Three hours, it's going to become a norm in the next couple of years. All right. You know, it's, it's, there's been a lot movies that have been way longer than that. Like Godfather 2 was like three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings movies, if you look at the director's cut, like three and a half hours, all right. of them, if not longer. So this is not really shocking that it, that it's going to be that long. But hopefully they're able to tie in a lot of information in it. Exactly. Um, it's just uh, it, it's just what I was to say that Infinity War was about two and a half hours, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so and, and that pretty much has the same amount of casting characters uh that's in endgame with with the addition of captain marvel and ant-man i believe Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so extending it a a half hour more it just gives you know the diehard marvel fans a little bit more to salvage because who knows who's gonna make it to the end of the end game or who's not so yeah like See who survives. See what happens. See how the story goes. And yeah, yeah. because because of the, there are a lot of theories out there, and and uh, too many to, to to go into now. But as we get closer to uh, the premiere date, we'll we'll try to give you as much information as we can. Oh, for sure. Whatever we can dig up, it'll be on our Facebook page, which has been super active with uh, stories. With information, we've been popping a whole bunch of news links on there on things happening, things you want to talk about. Exactly. And you guys, you guys are interacting, you guys are reading, checking them out. So that's good. Mm-hmm. It helps us out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's looking forward to that movie. There's um, another movie I'm looking forward to is the new Godzilla movie. But that's <laughs> that's later on <clears throat> this spring, I think it's summer, something like that. I don't know the release date, but I'm excited for that one too. They still make Godzilla movies? Stop it. I'm just saying that, you know, it's it, it, it's like, okay, how many times have you done this movie? Many. Like, I'm like it, like doesn't like Godzilla die in every single Godzilla movie? No, 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 no. No. You no. know, it's Godzilla, he doesn't die. He's... He just comes back. He's like the Undertaker <laughs> in wrestling, he just returns. He, oh yeah, just... <laughs> Just, so you're saying it's an old bit that they just rehash every four or five years, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. He just doesn't have the whole walking down the aisle for 35 minutes thing. He just appears and shoots lasers out of his mouth. No, he thinks like that. Well, okay. So the the difference, so the similarities between Undertaker and Godzilla that they both walk very slow. Very slow. Yeah. And I you been, and I, you and I have I, been to a WrestleMania yes. before. Yes, I, yeah, a lot I, of wrestling I, events. I, I have yet, live. I've yet to see a fast-moving Godzilla. That's all I'm saying. Well, he gets the job done <laughs> very slowly. Very slowly, just like the Undertaker gets the job done very slowly. Uh, but no, there's two uh, Godzilla movies coming out. One this year, I think. One next year. This year's uh, Godzilla movie, and the next year is Godzilla versus Kong. So oh. for anybody actually, for those three people that actually watched the Kong movies. There will be a crossover with Godzilla. <laughs> so there you go. There's oh, a little God. tip of information right there. <clears throat> so I, there you go. I, I, I'm pretty sure The Rock will have a part in it somehow. He'll somehow, be, yeah. You know, he, he himself everywhere. <clears throat> and he has a new movie coming out, actually. Which movie is that? Um, that spinoff from Fast and the Furious. Oh yeah, the Shaw and Hobbs. I think. Yeah, is, that uh, looks awful. Yeah, but I don't you know, see that. no, but you know that, that that's just then keeping the Fast and the Furious franchise alive and alive as well. Unfortunately, so, unfortunately, yeah. that. No, but, but, but but speaking of uh, colossal, big, big animals uh, uh, that we're talking about, uh, Impact Wrestling just came into Windsor uh, this past weekend and at St. Clair College and. 
to do uh, a couple of TV ta- uh, TV tapings. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to be uh, part of it as uh, uh, working it as a as a camera operator. And I I must admit I don't know a lot about you know the characters of Impact Wrestling or the storylines or anything like that. But I would say I was pretty impressed with the the amount of talent and uh, entertainment the sheer entertainment of all these uh, wrestlers that, that, that performed uh, past this past weekend. Yeah. You're telling me about that um, this weekend. And um, you mentioned that Johnny Nitro, oh, excuse me, excuse me John Morrison is yeah. the champion now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he was Johnny Nitro. He was John, John Morrison. Now he's Johnny impact. impact that's right. He's Johnny oh, impact. God. Yeah. Whatever yes, keeps and... him off for live TV. I'm okay with. Exactly, and he's the he's the current champion of the of of uh, of the organization. So he's uh, he's kind of riding high. He still has he still has the same look, you know, the big uh, the big jacket, the sunglasses, mm-hmm. you know, the big the, hair, the the big hair. He's got he's got the eight pack, you know, <laughs> and he and like yep, he does the the high flying crazy moon salts off the off the top rope, all that. So, so he it, he was one of the first uh, tough enough uh, competitors, wasn't he? I I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, from I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I, I I the only thing I remember about tough enough is, is, is the guy that won got demolished by the Undertaker. I think. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I forget his name was Maven. Maven. That's right. Yeah. Oh, or, or something. That goes like back. That. that goes back a, a bit. That goes back way back in the when day. When I actually so. paid a lot of attention to wrestling. Oh right man. Now. now it's now it's well now it's at its peak season because WrestleMania is right around the corner, yes. and all and all these other uh, uh, wrestling uh, promoters are trying to they're they're putting together their big event to make everything in New York because that's where WrestleMania is happening to have, have their own individual events in New York and New Jersey as well. So it's a big, big that's right. Exactly. It's a big WrestleMania weekend. It's a, it's a super bowl of wrestling, uh, I believe in two weeks. So that's going to be fun for all those wrestling diehard wrestling fans out there. And we will not be doing a wrestling recap on this. No, show. no, unfortunately. Sorry, not, you know. no, those uh, days our, are over, people. Exactly. Our, and besides, I think our, our listeners would rather listen to uh, you talk about a garbage person or a great up. top yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah, my spinner belt's retired. Your no spinner belt's retired. That thing was such a classic. It's it's hanging on the wall. Oh, it's it, it's it's in your office, huh? That's right. That's it. Uh, good yeah. times. Yeah. So you know what? Let's transition from that to our top five. Top five. Top five. No debating. Top five. Top five. Top five. All right. So today's top five. I'm like, you know what? I kicked the habit uh, for the past year and a half of drinking pop and energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, I'm thinking, you know what? Give me some insight in my top five to what's in some of these drinks. Like I'm like, I'm thinking, how much sugar and fructose is in this stuff? So I got a list of top five, right? Highest fructose and total sugar drinks, soda, pop. You guys can buy it. So here's my top five. I will start at number five. With, out of the out of these five, the one with the least fructose, uh, and least sugar, and this, some of this might be surprising. Let me know what you think. Alright. So number number five, Coca Cola. Out of yeah, these five, that's that the least the... fructose and sugar. Really? Yeah. Well, are are we talking just regular Coca Cola? Regular Coca Cola, per liter, uh-huh. has a hundred and five. Grams of sugar. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. And, <laughs> and that's small compared to the rest of your list? Right, because Sprite has just as much, and that's number four. Wow. So if you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to drink Sprite instead of Coke, it might have less sugar. No, exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same fructose, exactly the same sugar. Right. Number three, this might be surprising. This has more sugar and fructose than Sprite and Coke. Pepsi. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Pepsi has more sh- more sugar. 
109 grams per liter. Wow. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. gets worse because uh, number two is some people's favorite. Hmm. More fructose and more sugar than Pepsi, Sprite, and Coke. Mug root beer. A mug root beer. Jeez. Yep. 114 grams sugar wow. per Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, yeah, but it's not as bad as the number one. Number one. And I'm going to hype this one up. It's the gaming choice. The gamer's choice is a community <laughs> choice. Mountain Dew. Yes, through the Dew. 121 grams of sugar per liter. <laughs> kidding me right now. Well, I, I was going to say, for those, if you drink Mountain Dew, you got to be either like a hardcore gamer or just someone that's got to stay up at like NORAD, you know, for like 70, <laughs> 72 hours. Right. But we have energy and energy drinks right now that can kind of like offset this whole Mountain Dew thing because some of these energy drinks are zero calorie, but a lot of other crap in it. Yeah, there's they're zero calorie or they say zero sugar, but they have all other bad shit in it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember years ago, like when I, I went I went to college. Uh, the thing that I would drink is the NOS energy drink. You remember? Yes. This? You remember this? That's what. Blue... That's when I. That's when I gave up when I was drinking NOS about a year exactly. and a half ago. Exactly. It was in now. this blue bottle, and then it had yep. this orange cap on it. It looks like it, it had this weird, funky orange cap on it, and mm. it tasted like orange juice, but like on a super sugary Sonic level. It was, and I had one of them, and my heart would be like rapidly beating crazy fast i'm like okay maybe i maybe i don't need this wait did you say you went to college yeah i weren't we in the same class oh shit yeah we covered that in the episode (laughs) all right yeah (laughs) so that's my top five all right darren i think it's time to do our uh musical feature for the week musical feature of the week episode seven we are episode that's right so we're going to do this. We're going to do something special. We're going to do something different. Yes. I think we're going to have someone with us live. So it's, it's always good to actually interview the musical guests. Isn't so, it? So, so we get a little background on what they, you know, how they think of their songs and what, what, what drives them to perform and, you know, embrace their musical talents. Right. Exactly. It's better to hear directly from the artist. Yes. Than just us talking nonsense about their awesome music that they always give us. <laughs> it's just how it is. It's better. So on the line with us today, and I hope I don't butcher their name because <laughs> you know me. From the immigrant land, my language isn't the greatest. So with us on the line directly from Toronto, Jessica Speziali. Hey, y'all. Uh, right? You got Hi. that. Oh, oh wow. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I know things. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked on phonics as soon as you said immigrant land, I was like, oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, welcome. Welcome to the ADG podcast. So wonderful to have you on with us to share your talent. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Well, for those who haven't listened to the podcast and are joining us for the first time, you know, Jacob reaches out to an uh, artist that I've talked to previously through uh some of the stuff i do and i figured you know what this week we have such an opportunity to feature a couple of songs from this amazing artist and jess was willing to submit a couple of her songs and come on with us live so jess quick question for you mm-hmm. when did you feel that music was the way to go oh my gosh you know what? It's been forever. Um, since I was super, super young, I've been just, you couldn't stop me from singing, you know? Um, but really taking it in, looking at it more like something that I had to do, like there was really no option for me, was about um, about eight years ago. And I picked up a guitar that was collecting dust under my bed and I I wrote two songs and I was like, oh my God, like I haven't felt this good (laughs) forever. So (laughs) it was, it was a really magical moment. And it's funny because I was talking to my dad about my dad's a musician as well. And and so is my mom. They met in a band and um, I was talking to him about 
how it didn't feel like I really had a choice. Like the music's just going to come out of me no matter what. And he was like, yeah, you don't really have a choice. And I was like, okay, then I'm going to, you know, take this bull by the horns and let's do this. Uh, uh, Jess, you said that your both your parents are, are, are musicians that they met, they met in a band. Uh, like, so it's safe to say that they were the inspiration for your musical talents. hundred percent. Yeah. It's all thanks to my parents and, you know, them being musicians and having musicians around the house all the time really just fostered a really organic love for music. Mm-hmm. It was just something that we did. I didn't even realize that not everybody who played music could actually sing in tune until I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the follow up to that question, did they also inspire you to have the style that you have? Yeah. You, you are a rocker. I am. I and know. It's, it's funny because nowadays. it is rare nowadays. It's true. And it's, it's just me. Basically, it resulted in me chasing the type of music that gives me that rush of adrenaline. Like when a great guitar riff kicks in or an incredible heavy drum hit with like lots of ride. I can't not go ballistic. I just completely lose it. It's like this energy rush in my body. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I have to play rock music. Um, I tried a whole bunch of different styles and my parents are really a cool, like they were a really interesting mix of music. My mom is a soul singer and my dad is a rocker. So they were teaching me sort of independently um, the different music that they loved and we'd get their records out and listen to them. And, and uh, they, they loved that. They loved that I loved listening to what they loved listening to. So my dad was like all like prog rock and my mom was all soul and funk. And then I ended up really shifting between those two styles as I started to learn myself as a musician. And then I landed on, modern rock music <laughs> and you know what that's awesome and uh you know what we should do mm-hmm. we should show uh our audience we should let them listen to uh one of your tracks Amazing. how about we um play for them one of your singles that was recently released we'll start with uh the feels sounds and good from someone who's seen this video you're actually going to uh understand visually and with the sound what we're just talking about we're going to play that right now. Here's the feels. I've been gone for a very, very, very long time. Married to the road. I know every inch of it by heart. Me and you, we blow kisses on the wind whenever we're apart. I know at the end of the road, find your eyes. We got feels, something real. Beat, after 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 beat,
All right. So that was the feels. Hope you guys enjoyed that track. That, that's the video's crazy. We're gonna put it up on our social media uh, later today. Thank you. Guys. Darren's gonna swoop in and uh, post that thing everywhere. Absolutely. So that, that, yeah, and that was just our first track of of today of this interview. Great. So, Jess, I was looking at your Instagram page uh, earlier before we started this interview, and I noticed that you you put out a lot of your your covers and your original songs out there for people to view and listen. In this day and age, where being noticed on on social media, Instagram by record companies and producers is becoming more and more popular. What makes you think? What makes you stand out apart from the other ones? Sure. Um, you know, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I, yeah, good one. I, um, I really think I've always thought that, you know, music is about communicating and it's about communicating with other people. So for me, I do social predominantly. I mean, it's amazing that our industry really does, um, gravitate to the performers that are using social media well as well. Um, but the fans do too. And I'm, I've always been really interested in entertaining um, music lovers. And so I just love being able to connect directly with so many different music lovers on social media. So I keep going back. Um, and I think, I think that the thing that makes a band or an artist stand out is really that combination that they're offering the audience. So for me, I think people come and hang out with me on social because the we like the same music, we all like rock, um, and then we love just hanging out together because we're similar people. And something that's great about music is that personality shines through so well, um, and it tells so many great stories. And so I think, um, what makes me stand out, I guess, um, is that connection that I have with, with such a great group of people on social. And I welcome everybody to come check it out, come hang out with us. Um, because, you know, making music, taking requests, um, trying things out, making mistakes. I mean, oh my gosh, I do a live stream every Sunday um, on Instagram and on Facebook. And I play people's requests. And I don't necessarily know the song that well. <laughs> so we have a good laugh, you know. So, and I think I think that's that's really the magic is is that communication in that community. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now you did mention you do a live uh, stream on Instagram and on Facebook, but uh, didn't you recently do a tour? Was it earlier this year? Yes. Yeah, I did. How did a that go? Great tour with with a, another Toronto-based band called Across the Board. Um, they're phenomenal. And we got together and did a tour across Southern Ontario last summer. Nice. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. And it went great. Um, there's just something about, I mean, I'm a travel junkie to begin with. So when I get to travel and make music and meet really cool people at the same time, it's, I'm living the dream, you know, hashtag. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, but it went fabulous. And so I'm really excited because we're looking into doing it again um, and going back to all those same cities and seeing everybody again and, and just building on what we created last summer. It was fabulous. Great music. Um, we met a lot of great artists because we always want to have an artist from the area come and join us. Um, and yeah, the audience really dug it. We had some people that actually followed us around and came to multiple dates on the tour. So that was super dope. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's excellent. <laughs> we love tours. Uh, we don't get too, too many where we are. Uh, we're kind of far out of the way in Southern Ontario, but, you know, you know we get a few. So if you ever get down to uh, the very end of uh, Southern Ontario, Windsor area. Yeah. Hit up your boys on the A to G podcast. You bet. Yes. Well, I'm going to make a point for us to come there then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, 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 we have a lot we of have, venues. Yeah, we have a lot of venues, small ones, big ones, obviously. Uh, and and there's a little bit of everything for every everyone's uh, different types of music. Uh, we have the Fog that does everything from hard rock to punk rock to everything in between there. So something like that would also would love to have you. Uh, but Jess, l let me ask you this: If mm -hmm. you, you like you said you've been playing music your whole life, your parents were 
musicians as well. What kind of advice or, or yeah, advice do you, you uh, would you give to someone that's just is thinking about uh, you know writing their own songs or playing their own instruments? Like, what kind of uh, advice would you give that person? I would tell them to please stop thinking about it and just start doing it. Um, you're going to make a million mistakes along the way. Um, some of them you're going to love for a little bit and then look back on and think, oh, God, that was a mistake. But a lot of it is, you know, it's art. So mistakes are beautiful and the magic is within them. So get out there, start making stuff, start, you know, start writing, start playing your Okay, let me just put it into context. So I started writing music and I could barely play the guitar, but my dad was like, his, his advice to me was, you have to learn an instrument so that you can communicate the songs that you're writing to the audience, to someone else that you'd like to help you play that song. They need to understand the basic structure. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just as a communication tool. So I was like, okay, so I get up there, I start playing these songs to my friends, I get a show magically, um, play a show, and we packed the house, because it was just, it, it was my first show, I was so excited, and I played absolutely terribly. My voice was probably pretty good, but my guitar work is horrendous at this point. Mm. And you know what? It didn't matter, because it communicated the songs, and it was, it was a great launching pad to keep doing it. And so I would say, you know, and now with social media, with us able to connect from our homes across the screen is kind of amazing. So get your phone out, make some videos. Um, nothing has to be fancy. You don't have to buy a lot of gear. Just start playing. Exactly. Yeah, that's excellent advice. That's great. Um, so, yeah, go, I'm ahead, sorry. Go, go ahead, Jake. Go, go, go for it. Uh, well, I was going to say, you said that, you know, you just picked up the uh, pen to start writing. What kind mm -hmm. of uh, songs do you like to write the most? You know, love songs, breakup songs, or just whatever you're, you're feeling? So awesome. I love, you know, I don't have one particular story that I like to lean on. Um, for a while, I was like, oh my gosh, definitely um, unrequited love songs. Love those. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so much, so many stories in life that I just like to think that I write life songs at this point, because um, <laughs> it's just that kernel of energy. If you have some kind of energy that makes you kind of go, Oh, take note of that. Mm -hmm. That could be a good song. So that's worth working through. Right. Is it, is it a lot of these songs that you write? Are they like your life experiences or it's just it could be anyone's life. It can be anyone's life. A lot of them are mine. Um, a lot of them are mine, but then I flip them and I'm looking at them from the other person's perspective. Um, and some of them are, are stories that people have told me that people that I'm, I'm connected to emotionally that I, I empathize with. Um, and then I am moved by their story and then I'll write something on that topic as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, now let's do our second video uh, song here. Uh, I think we'll do Wildfire. And, Great. Uh, you know what? Contrast to the first song that we played, uh, If when we share this video, you guys will see, we really rocked out on the first track we shared on the fields. Wildfire rocks it out just as much. But the video is um, really cool. How did you get the concept for it? Thanks. Um, yeah, I worked with... Um, my producers and video team, whom I love dearly, MC2 Music Media, and we were sitting around having a coffee and just sort of like, okay, what's the story of this song? Like, how do we sort of communicate this? And something that this song is really all about, and it ties in really nicely to my advice to new musicians, is just about, you know, trusting your voice, getting out there, just doing it, and not worrying too much about what other people are thinking. But the there's also this underlying current of emotion where it's like i am putting on a persona for this particular person in the song and i'm pondering that and wondering how useful that is and so we were like wouldn't it be super cool if 
the character was going through a whole bunch of memories and then fell into the pictures. And so we started thinking about that. And, and then when we get in there, when you get into the heat of the video moment, sometimes you got to let the art sort of take you away a little bit. And so there was a lot of spontaneity in filming this video as well. We had this overarching concept, but we didn't have necessarily like a set shot list. We had some ideas and then we allowed the setting, which is all over Toronto, um, really inspire us as well as to what we could do. And it, it was a blast. It was like being on a, like on a big make-believe date on a hot summer night. <laughs> it, it does look like that. It's a great video. It really draws you in. It's like you're following a story. Awesome. It's really nicely done. Definitely. And uh, you know what? We're going to play it right now. So here's a wildfire. Tie behind my back, face down on the floor. Honey, this is nothing new. Seen this ties before. Lines are drawn, the sun is down. Trying to ignore fire burning in my eyes. I won't feel like this no more. Gotta, 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 gotta get out of here. Gotta, 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 gotta get out. everyone that was wildfire hope everybody enjoyed that again we're going to post that video on our socials so anytime you guys want to check that out share some views share some uh, opinions comments likes lots of likes and uh it's gonna be great so a couple last questions before we go here so what's next what are we doing this year um with um with the music what's going on yeah this year is shaping up to be very exciting um, I am really excited to tour again, so starting to plan an Ontario tour, um, and I'm really starting to put some feelers out for across Canada as well. I have not yet done the cross Canada. I have crossed Canada a few times and gone to BC to tour, so we'll definitely be back in BC um, and playing on the Via Rail train across the country, which is unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but... Uh, 
I want to get into every province this year. That is sort of the goal. Um, another thing that I'm super into is collaboration. So I have a lot of fun guests coming on my live stream Sunday tunes and also a whole bunch of videos that I'm looking forward to putting out with a bunch of incredible artists this year. That sounds exciting. And uh, we're all going to keep track of what's going on and what you're doing. We're all going to support and share uh, the ADG podcast, you know, we support, we show the love. You guys, thank you so much. <laughs> so now where, where can our listeners find all of your stuff? Besides us sharing it on our Facebook and Instagram and everything else, where can we find you directly? Yeah, my website is jessicaspeziali.ca. That's S-P-E-Z-I-A-L-E. And you can find me on Instagram at spezsings, S-P-E-Z-S-I-N-G-S. And on Facebook at Jessica Speziali Music. And YouTube at Jessica Spaziali. That is excellent stuff. And again, we're going to share all of that. But just Thank in case you. somebody's listening in the car, I want to save it for later. Well, there you go. There's all your information. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you coming on the pod with us and sharing your thoughts and uh, background. Thank you so much for having me. Sharing your music with the people. Oh, we appreciate it so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed all the music we played today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Really a pleasure to meet you. Thanks a lot, Jess. Well, thank you, and we'll talk soon. We will. All right, Darren. What do we got in sports today? Oh, we have a action-packed day in sports uh, for, for those who want to know. A lot of breaking news, especially yes. this this morning. Uh, we before we re-recorded this episode, uh, it was all over social media on Twitter. Uh, infamous uh, entertainer slash athlete slash Irish Irish uh, spokesperson Connor <laughs> Mag- Irish spokesperson uh, Connor McGregor announced on Twitter that he is retiring from mixed martial arts, and out of the blue. So, Jake, I got to ask you, are you buying it? No. No. No, not at all. Well, the guy made millions of dollars in his last fight. Hasn't fought um, a lot in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, more show. This is just all show. This is all attention grabbing, all being relevant in what's happening now. He's going to retire, and he's going to come back for one last fight. (laughs) All retired, and come back for one last fight. Make twenty million dollars again. Retire, so, come back. One last fight, another twenty million dollars. Make you know, beat up another person in the street. You know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, but like, do you see him? Like, let's say he's leaving mixed martial arts, but he goes to box and maybe has a rematch with Floyd May uh, with Floyd Mayweather. Not gonna happen. You don't think so, huh? No. I, I I think I think he I think he ends up in a boxing ring somewhere. I think I think he finds someone either maybe he fights Pacquiao, maybe he fights uh, Floyd. Well, if the it. money was, he'll do anything if the money's right. If they pay him in like thirty, yeah. forty million dollars, he's you gonna know, go. Because the, the first Mayweather Pacquiao, uh, sorry, Mayweather uh, McGregor fight made so much money for them. Oh, I mean, obviously insane. for him, it was. It, it, I think it'd be crazy for them not to do it again. Yeah, you know, and they're not getting so, younger. That's for sure. No, absolutely not, especially Floyd. Uh, but speaking of retirement, uh, New England's uh, Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement from the mm-hmm. National Football League. Now let's and remind he, everybody he's only thirty years old. Exactly, but he accomplished a lot in his yeah. in his brief uh, uh, NFL career: three Super Bowl rings. You know, going down history as one of the most lethal tight ends. Yes. Uh, in NFL history. Uh, so my question is, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, of course. Yeah. He's the best at his position at a period in time. And if mm-hmm. you're the best at your position at any certain period of time, then you're definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. Because, you, because you think of all like the top tight ends that ever that were ever to play the game. You got your Tony Gonzalez, you got your yes. Antonio Gates, and yep. you got to put Rob Gronkowski in that class. For sure. So. So obviously that's it. All right. So Jake, March Madness is fully Mm -hmm. underway. The first two rounds are in the books. Both Michigan and Michigan State have made it to the Sweet 16, which started on Thursday. Michigan State takes on LSU and Michigan takes on Texas Tech. So Jake, who do you see advancing out of these two teams? Who do you see making it further? 
Michigan or Michigan State. So you have both teams, number, uh, number two seeds, playing number three seeds. I'm looking at Michigan, Texas Tech, Michigan, if they play tough ball like they did, uh, keep putting up points, keep the other team uh, down, keep their scoring down, play good defense. They can get through Texas Tech, but it's going to be probably their hardest game um, of the tournament. LSU, Michigan State, Michigan State struggled, has been struggling, and they pull it out in the end. But I don't know, LSU is a tough team. They play to the very end really hard, and uh, it's going to be, I don't know, this could be an upset here, but, you know, hopefully Michigan State survives because LSU is going to go at them. And then you're looking forward to the next game. If they survive, they got to play Virginia Tech or Duke, probably Duke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't think they're getting past that because if uh, Michigan wins, they got to Gonzaga or Florida State. And right, uh, I, I, can't, I can't even pick the winner there because Florida State's been <laughs> playing really well well one game at a time and he talked about lsu lsu just squeaked by maryland in their last in their last round game to get into the sweet 16 just bear just beating them on a last second shot so lsu isn't world beaters i'm not saying that michigan you know you know are are rolling obviously they kind of had a tough time with brad with bradley to start the tournament, Bradley. But, yes. yes, exactly. But they found that they found their uh, they found their routine in, in the next round, advancing to advancing to the Sweet Sixteen. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be two great matchups. I think Michigan is is hitting its stride right now. Two games, two we could say pretty decisive wins. So. I, I I think Texas Tech is going to give them a, a tough matchup, and I think that's going to be a, a very close game. Maybe that that'll be decided by a last minute bucket as well. Yeah, it might be. It'll be a close game. Uh, and also, if you watch the if you watch March Madness, you had to be shaking in your boots if you had Duke winning this tournament because they just squeaked out, and I mean squeaked out a win against University of Central Florida. Yeah, I watched Sunday. the whole game. I oh watched the whole game. God. It was a great game. <laughs> uh, ta- uh, Taco Falls, seven uh, yes. six center for uh, Florida. There, <laughs> oh man, In- insane, insane athlete right there. <laughs> when, insane. When, when you see him, they're they're double teaming him, and he just puts his hand up, and he still had plenty of room just to get throw him the ball. And he just put it in the basket. Yeah, that's but you just, can't defend them. That's insane, no, impossible. You, you you can't coach height, and that's basically no, it. That's right. That was, that, uh, that was a crazy game. But do I think the better team won? Probably. <laughs> but on two tries at the end of the game, Florida could have put them away. Right. Oh, but they didn't. Exactly. And uh, an- another side note before we 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 wrap with sports is Thursday is that the Tigers kick off the 2019 MLB regular season. They're they're going to be on the road taking on our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, our, I said our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> we say that because we are Canadian and we got it, it's the only Canadian team in the league. So sure. So there you go. Uh, go with it's, that. It's Detroit versus Toronto on Thursday. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman will get the start, and who knows? This is going to be a craptacular season, but Awful. hey, it's baseball. That's great, though. Yeah, we're rebuilding. Who cares? Exactly. Doesn't matter right now. Uh, fin- no, it doesn't matter at all. But Okay, so uh, going off some of that uh, March Madness, I have a story for you. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. Have you heard of uh, – have you been paying attention to the news at all about, like, uh, Stormy Daniels, who that is, or Michael Avenatti? Yeah, she's the she's the porn star that had sex with the with the the not yet pres, president of the United right. States. That's not yeah. my point right now, though. Let's go to the lawyer, Michael okay. Avenatti, who who represented her at one point. He was okay. just um, arrested, actually, oh. for trying to shake down Nike for twenty million dollars <laughs> because and this is tying with with the NCAA. He said that. Well, he was trying to blackmail him by going public uh, because he says he has proof that Nike uh, was bribing coaches to recruit to Nike-sponsored college teams. Wow. 
Yeah, so we know Adidas got charged with that earlier a couple years ago. But now he's saying that Nike's doing the same thing. Okay, people, we all know that high school players and college players get have to get something. They just don't play out of the goodness of their heart or for their future most of the time to get into the NBA. Right. You know they get clothes. They get sponsorship. They should. They should. Right now it's illegal for them to do it. The, the NCAA frowns upon that. Mm-hmm. So what is your opinion, Darren? on giving high school or college players funding for them to well, play their sport. Well, it's, it's kind of a slippery slope because you, you see it all in amateur uh, sports that, you know, let, let's say if you're an athlete that is uh, an amateur athlete who's mm-hmm. training for the Olympics, you get paid to train for the Olympics, yes. right? So you're, you're getting funding to to hone your skills and and perfect your craft but it but when it comes to university uh they pay you in education we're giving you a free education you know room and board you know and all you gotta do is you know play for our team you know obviously uh, obviously the ncaa has regulations where you have to have a certain grade point average you know to continue to play for their team and now obviously if you're a superstar like zion williams mm-hmm. uh sorry williamson you, awesome. you're gonna get a little special treatment a little leeway from your professors etc but right. but but i think that do i think a student athlete should be paid yes because if you look at the university that are making so much money off just tickets and merchandise and hundreds of millions of dollars ridiculous amounts yeah. of money you know, and, and you look at the coaches of these teams making multi-million dollars, yeah. like Tom Izzo. Three, four, two, three, four, five million dollars per coach, football, easily, basketball. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, Mike mainstream sports. Easily yep. making five to ten million dollars. Har- Harbaugh at, at, in at Michigan. You know exactly. I mean? You know, all on the backs of these players. Right. So I, I really don't blame them when they leave school early to uh, to, to turn professional. Right. Uh, if they're making all this money off them, why why shouldn't they get a cut of it? Exactly. Exactly. You know? And I'm all for it, too. And I think it should be uh, mainly based on merchandise sales, like the pros. So yeah. if your university is selling jerseys with your name on it or your number on it or your likeness, yeah, yeah you should be getting a percentage of that. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. They're, like, they're selling your image to better better themselves and the school. So you should be getting a cut of that. These student athletes, they can't receive anything from anyone. They have to have a receipt for everything that they own. Uh, you know, if they buy a pair of shoes, they have to show the receipt because they're constantly NCAA uh, um, uh, people walking around. It's like, where'd you get this? Do you have yeah. a receipt for this? And the, yeah, they're constantly exactly. hounding them. So, you know, and being a, a student athlete, it would be very tough because not only do you have to. Uh, put up with like practice and games and and working out you gotta have school on top of that and if you're not the world's most diligent student you know you have to have two tut- uh, you know have tutors and you know extra classes to to, to get caught up you know right. it's a it's a constant grind for these kids who are in school trying to get a uh trying to get an education but also kind of have to be a full-time athlete you know they don't have enough time. There's not enough hours in a day to do both. And don't get us wrong. It's not like anybody on the Alabama football team is going to class to get anything. It's not exactly an academic school. Right. And it's not like they exactly, you know, are, are successful in, in their graduates. That's uh, that's uh, more of a turnaround school for NFL players. So yeah. it's like they're all graduating with degrees over there. But most of the other schools are trying to get their student athletes. And not everybody on a football team is going to the NFL. Exactly. Three exactly. or four guys per year, maybe. The team exactly. has, you know, hundreds yeah. with walk-ons and practice squads and all that other stuff. So, yeah, it's it's something interesting, something to look at, something they should look into the next few years. So, that's that. That's that. Now, let's, you know what? Let's finish this off by... Going to Garbage Person of the Week. Garbage Person of the Week. 
And I'm a little late on this one because our shows have been jam packed. <laughs> they have been. They've been really good shows. They've been really good. Especially, yeah, think... especially, especially now we had that great interview today. Yes, the, rocked it show. out today. That's fantastic. So yeah. hopefully we expect more. Uh, uh, more uh, people to get in contact with us and uh, we'll, we'll still be out on the hunt for uh, you know other great uh, interviews to bring you so that's right and we're still cooking up a whole bunch of stuff for you guys yeah so oh yeah keep, keep listening to the shows and you'll see what happens but our garbage person of the week i've been saving last couple of weeks Ooh. okay i'm a big fan of this of this show this person is on and um and if you know, and if you know me, and you know the memes I've been posting, you'll know this person because Aunt Becky fucked up. <laughs> she did. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you watched Full House, the actress who played Aunt Becky, or even Fuller House, uh, yes. Lori Laughlin. Laughlin. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's charged with paying a. Half a million dollar bribe to get her daughters into USC. Just to get them in. <laughs> yeah. Now this goes beyond just her. There's other people that do that did it that are also indicted in these in this admission scam. Really? These are rich people though. I was gonna say, like what makes you even think that let's say if you're a normal person don't have rich parents or mm-hmm. or famous parents and you just have to work your ass off to get perfect right. grades you know high sat score and you still get screwed out of uh, right. your, your your top school choice and these are these are people who have kids who obviously are very well off mm-hmm. don't have to do anything except study or focus you have to think about where their next meal is going to be or if their parents can afford things these are well-off people whose kids Mm -hmm. should be focusing on if they want to obviously not force anybody to go but if they want to go to university focus on that you have nothing else to worry about you guys are well off you got money you have half a million dollars to bribe uh you know people at usc to get in you have enough money for everything else holy shit (laughs) you shouldn't your kids should be, you know, if you could put them in university, focus on that. And um, not, not only that reason why this person's the garbage person of the week. It kind of includes her and her daughters because what comes out is the kids don't even want to go. Exactly. They, they, they didn't care. They don't care. They don't want to study. They don't want to do the work. They're just there because they were told to go. Well, the, the, they just want the, the typical college experience, you know. The parties Party. to yeah. have fun, you know, get drunk and don't go, don't go to class. Yeah. But I think her daughter is also uh, what they call uh, Instagram influencer. So oh, she has God. a big Instagram following, and she makes money through that. As yeah. uh, and and she where she, uh, I, I don't know what else she does. She, she she talks about makeup products and stuff like that. So uh, it seems like super hard work. Like exactly right. You know, uh, you really have to know so a lot about that. Uh-huh. But yeah. So to summarize, really, if you have enough money to bribe people to get your kids into college, does that show that you just didn't communicate with your kids or don't give a shit about their opinion or <laughs> know your kids to see that they might not be a fit to go to actual universities? Or 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 the or maybe they're not you know smart enough to go to university like you said or maybe the, it's the it's the clout that they have to have it's like oh I went to the University of Southern California my my kids at USC right now yeah. doing whatever yeah okay yeah. sure but you know what it all in all Aunt Becky being such an influence on a <laughs> show like you are. Uncle Jesse would be ashamed of you Uncle Jesse would be ashamed of you you should be a better inspiration to I know. all the people watching your show exactly you know and and there's a lot of people re-watching this show right now on netflix because it's up on netflix and mm-hmm. fuller, house, fuller house is on netflix too and mm-hmm. not setting a good example you're really not and not like you, you know big shot actress here you are doing lifetime movies and whatever well not anymore because you just got <laughs> dumped by them yeah but i don't think i don't think you're gonna see her around in any lifetime i movies think you're doing soon. just fine having you know if you can afford dropping half a mil on your kids just to go to school 
doing all going through all that trouble, you and all everybody else who did it, just makes you look like garbage. And today, this week's garbage person of the week. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Is it, can I hear it again? Do you have time? There we go. That's that. <laughs> So, if you guys have any input on anything we covered today, any feedback on our music feature and an interview, everything will be posted on our socials, our Facebook, our Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. We'll be linking to everything, uh, posting videos, posting some of these news stories. If you have anything to tell us, you can email us, adgpodcast.gmail.com. Hit, message us through any of our socials. We're here to check out the YouTube channel which has been picking up lately, check it out at ADG Podcast. Give us some likes, some shares, things like that. And any questions or ideas, hit up that Facebook page, ADG Podcast. Awesome. Yeah. That's the show. So for ADG Podcast, I'm Jacob. And I'm Darren. And we'll see you guys later.